In this season, I'll be reading from my mom's journal and adding explanations, stories, and memories of my own. It should reveal everything you ever wanted to know about the life of a single mother on an Indian reservation during a recession. April 1st, 1984. Went to mom's, Paula is sick. April 2nd, went to mom's, got mower, ran it for about two minutes, and I broke the channel key. Then I worked on the greenhouse. April 3rd, worked on greenhouse, burnt weeds, Paula is still sick. April 4th, got more back, thatched the yard, started to bag, wrong bag, went to town, got the bag to fix it, took it home, started the mower, then the key broke. Back to the shop. April 5th, got more back, bagged the front lawn, and mom and dad's, I don't like it. April 6th, worked on the greenhouse, uh, Paula's feeling good. April 7th, mom and I uh, worked on the greenhouse. April 8th, got ready for work, not very enthused. Ray and family came, Ray's been sick, he doesn't know, but it might be diabetes and an ulcer. April 9th, clean tool room. I'm working under Jim and Jim's working under Dan. April 10th, hauled posts from Buffalo Corral to Heliport. I stuck the truck and it is stuck. April 11th, worked on Valley Creek, hauled posts. April 12th, hauled posts and wire and stuck the truck. April 13th, stayed home until five o'clock went and looked at horse pastures, went to mom and dad's. April 14th, worked hard, almost finished greenhouse. April 15th, finished greenhouse, went home, tilt gardens, mowed the yard, fixed fence, and went fishing, caught 20 small brook trout and had fun. April 16th, worked, Dan put me on Mark's crew and I'm not going for it. Carol paid me $20. April 17th, I went to dinner with Bach. Mark came to work hungover. What a mess. Jim saying one thing, Mark saying something else. I'm going to quit. April 18th, Mark said he isn't a crew boss. I think he's lying. Hazel's mom died. April 19th, sleepy long day, suckers in the little bitter root. Not much going on. Talk to Bob Crump. April 20th, Buck left. April 21st, sold five birdhouses. Paula and Chris made uh, savings accounts. April 22nd, Easter, hid and found eggs at Mom's. Bill and Polly were there. April 23rd, worked on the Little Bitterroot River with Mark's crew. April 23rd, payday, Went to Missoula, didn't get to bed until 1.30 a.m. and something. April 24th, worked with Jim's crew. April 25th, in quotes, question mark, worked with Jim's crew. 
April 26th, Hazel is not well. Um, cleaning the yard just moved Betty to new pasture. April 27th, um, she talks about a neighbor coming over and talking about the stepfather molesting the daughter. April 28th, cleaned yard and fenced horse pasture. April 29th, started cutting Davis's yard. April 30th, finished cutting Davis's yard uh, back home. a good quality project product by you know begging but not doing a good job of it um, also was a threat to the livelihood um, so I understand her, her frustration there she started doing gardening work for um, the Davises Zella and George Davis and George was really really sick he was in a wheelchair and uh, Zella kept things going she had a t tenacity about her. They had a beautiful home in Charlo. Uh, I like the garden the best. She had uh, a wheelchair for George, an extra one outside. And I like wheel myself around uh, the little, little sidewalks around her house. And her garden was one of those established gardens for someone who's lived in a place for a long time. And it had peonies and bleeding hearts and roses and columbines. I remember like sucking the sweet out of the petals of the columbines. She had a gorgeous lawn, but it took a lot of work and a lot of weeding. I remember my mom putting me to work pulling quack grass out of the, the corners of our garden. And I remember that George got sick and he was in the hospital in Ronan for a long time. And when you go into the hospital, they ask you all about your finances. And as soon as the bills had gotten to the point where Zella's house was gone and all the savings was gone, George suddenly died. And Zella started making plans to leave said she would sell me her piano and I was excited about that I wanted a piano and I went to go get the mail and I always talked to Joanne at, at the uh, at the post office and uh, I was excited about buying this piano and Joanne asked me is she selling anything else and I didn't know 
And pretty soon, Zella started getting phone calls from all over Charlotte, people wanting to know if this was for sale or that was for sale. She didn't sell me her piano. Zella was the first white child born in Oklahoma before the land rush. As a child, she remembers seeing a parade where Geronimo was surrounded by ring after ring after ring of cavalry and displayed. She was an interesting woman. So my mom was helping grandma with her uh, greenhouse made out of old windows. She was uh, working, um, building fence for the tribe, and one of the areas where she worked um, is really beautiful. It's where a lot of the tribal, a lot of the last buffalo in the area were rounded up in an oxbow of the river, and it was one of the only places that they could corral these buffalo because it was described that you'd ride out with a horse to try to herd them and instead of running in a herd they would break like like a pool ball a pool cue hitting a rack of of balls just in every direction these buffalo did not herd when they were chased they scattered and when they tried to corner them into a corral they would run right up the side of any corral any kind of cliff, any kind of box canyon, anything that they tried to. They were just amazingly wild, wild buffalo. And so one of the only places where they could capture them is this oxbow in the river where um, there's a steep cliff on the other side of the river and uh, a loop kind of where they could hold them. When I was a kid, there were still tracks where the um, railroad cars were brought out there to put the buffalo into and there's a picture of a big bull buffalo that broke out of the railroad car and they had to shoot him and he was hanging half out of the buffalo car (sighs) I remember my mom making birdhouses Um, we got bee wood which is scraps from uh, a company that made uh, beehives and uh, she used a jigsaw and she cut out the pieces and she had Chris and I sand the pieces and then she put them together and she helped Chris and I um, paint them and we made uh, one that looked like a covered wagon and we made some that looked like those Norwegian uh, steep roofed houses and just one that looked like a log cabin. She had a book of patterns that she used and then we sold them. It was a good experience. Uh, Bill and Polly came to visit my grandparents on Easter, and Bill is would have been my uh, grandpa's nephew. Uh, grandpa had a sister who my mom described as seeing once in go-go boots and a miniskirt and bright red lipstick, and she was wasn't very tall. She probably didn't weigh 100 pounds. She was just a petite, beautiful, older woman when my mom saw her. 
And my mom said that she had like 35 kids and didn't raise any of them. And I, I don't know if that's true, but I, I do know that that's how uh, my grandma and grandpa, my grandma and grandpa met was that um, I think one of Marie uh, left some of her kids with my grandma and my grandpa brought my grandma uh, like money to take care of the kids because he felt bad that she got dumped with his nieces and nephews and um, that's kind of how they met. But uh, Bill and Polly, they'll probably come up later in this journal, so I don't want to say too much about him, but Bill's not a good guy. He's just not. This is kind of like a P.S. note. My mom talked about uh, suckers and the bitterroot. And suckers uh, have runs just like salmon when they spawn. And what a sucker is, it's, it's in the carp family. And it kind of looks like a placostomus. It has a nose that bends over like a Hoover vacuum cleaner. And they can get quite large, uh, up to like four or five foot long. And they're um, pretty interesting. The bitterroot comes off of the Plat Flathead River. Um, near Sloan's Bridge. Uh, my mom took me there one year when she thought they were running, but we'd missed them. Didn't catch any, but she said um, when they're running, you can walk into the water and just pull them out by hand. They're so thick. Suckers are everywhere. Uh, there's a fish joke. Um, What's the difference between a lawyer and a sucker? A lawyer is a scum-sucking bottom dweller, and a sucker is a fish. And old joke, I know. But uh, that's just the footnote that I wanted to add. Because suckers make me happy. I, I like catching them. They put up a good fight just because they're so heavy. I don't think I've ever caught one that wasn't like five pounds. <laughs>